This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at placetobenation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. Place to be nation. Welcome back to PTBN's NBA team podcast. I really mean welcome back. It's been a few weeks. I know we kind of like did our little sabbatical after we did our previews, took a long shower, maybe smoked a cigarette. But now, but we have been watching, we're always watching, and we do have thoughts uh, as the NBA season has begun. I am Andrew Rich. I am joined by Adam Murray. Adam, are you are you still overseas? Are you still traveling? Well, look, I came back. I, look, I, we gave you the Canada episode while I was in Canada. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I, I basically saved you from your well. We've every team has played one game, therefore. This is how it's going to be, right? And the the team who won their first game is going to be eighty two and zero, and the team who lost will be zero and eighty two, and everything's yeah. all like I saved you from the early like, overreactions, right? Like remember when um Michael Carter Williams way back when had that incredible game against the Heat, and it, it turned out that was like one of the worst teams ever, the Sixers, and the Heat were they still went to the finals anyway. So like that that was a long time ago, but yeah, the first week overreactions are definitely like. There, I mean, we're going to talk about some stuff, you know, as we glance through all the teams, like, very quickly, um, where something's definitely stuck, like, where it's like, ooh, this is going to be a problem. And then some kind of work themselves out over the last couple of weeks. But, uh, like, let me give you, uh, let me give you a question. Like, we're about maybe, like, nine games, eight games into the season for a lot of teams. That's how many games every, most of the teams have played so far. Do you get a good sense, not metrically, but just watching of like what these teams are going to be like? Or do you need maybe another 10 games, which is which would be a fourth of the season, like 20 games is like a fourth of their season? Well, obviously, it's the the 20 game answer, because the teams that are hot now are the teams that are terrible. So they're already when when since there's what? three four preseason games now and you have 20 players play the bad teams already have their rotation set the good teams well you just have you know jason tatum and Dwayne and Dwayne wade uh jimmy butler and you know they all play like 10 minutes and then you got people who are going to the g league playing 30 minutes so it takes a while to get the lineup set to get people into you know, in-season form, you know, in-season form for the Pelicans is on injured reserve, right? Because <laughs> we've already had Zion out yeah. for a game or two. We've already had, uh, you know, Ingram has been out for like a week or, you know, they're already fallen. So it yeah, takes Ingram, a while um, for, plus, got... plus don't forget, nobody takes the season seriously till Christmas. Yeah. Uh, in- yeah, Ingram got a concussion. Like, um, it was very random. Now, the Pelicans started red hot. Like they they look great for like a couple of uh for for a couple of games they've kind of cooled down a little bit um I'm still disappointed at that Lakers loss I just hate losing to the Lakers um that was another one that kind of had a doomsday feel very early in the year um I mean we could just jump right onto that if you want to for the Lakers well first can I already disappoint you and say I'm going back overseas so. <laughs> no, you just want to. Okay, I know you're like, oh, what do you mean you go away? So I can't do an early reaction episode, and we have a, you know, a two week delay, and it's like, well, you got another three week delay coming soon. So, yeah, no, no, you're not buying it. All right, fine. So let's get into the teams this season. Let's get into everybody. Let's just go around the horn. Let's. Okay, I'm going to give you a team. Okay, and Tony Reale, just, just do me all the teams, yeah. Give me your, you know, first impression, your headline, your first thought, something something about the teams, okay? The LA Lakers may have already fixed the doomsday problem that they immediately ran into. Like, I think they figured it out with Russell Westbrook on the second unit. So I guess we'll start with the Lakers. Sounds good. All yeah. right. It, I almost feel bad for them. It's hard to feel bad, but because if this were any other team, nobody would care. If you had, let's say, you know, the Spurs be awfully bad or, you know, uh, 
the, the the Bulls. Nobody will be like, oh my God, the Bulls are two and six and everything. It's just like the Lakers have to be the narrative of the league. Well, and, they, they moved the needle. That's why. But they haven't really in the past few years because, well, you assemble this roster. Last year was too old. This year, you didn't bring in anybody to improve your team. And there's not really much you can do. And, well, we need to hold on to our two future draft picks. So we'll try to make it work. Yeah, yeah and like those are and those are long term ones. Like those are ones because of the how many draft picks that they gave away in the AD trade, um, which a lot of people are staring down for the Pelicans because that's a swap. So a lot of people are saying if the Lakers are in the lottery and they're in the mud, then the Pelicans can just jump right in and take that pick because everybody now is on Web Web and Yama watch. <laughs> Did you see that his games are going to be on for free on on uh, the NBA app? Yeah, I saw that. It's just like it's a they're, little. They're basically like they're basically like wetting their appetite over it. And the G League's about to start, so you know it's going to be Scoot Henderson TV pretty soon too. Anyways, like let's get back on track. So they had like a couple of really just ugly performances from Russ, where he was in the starting lineup. They moved him into the second unit. It seems to be working because now they got Lonnie Walker the fourth in the starting lineup. He seems to be playing well. Matt Ryan had that miraculous three that tied it against the Pelicans, and they won. Um, they did lose to Utah right after that. Um, but it is feel LeBron is kind of up and downish. Um, he seems okay. AD is still healthy, thank God, <laughs> but. What I worry about, Adam, is like, this is how they look with AD and LeBron healthy. What happens when one of them steps away? That's my problem. It's, you know, uh, this obviously gives Westbrook the uh, six man of a year, sort of the front runner status already. They're going to chase me for it. But I mean, <laughs> I just demoting him. But that's all you can do is just look, you're going to run with people. So we know you need the ball. We know you're going to take all 24 seconds of the clock by yourself. OK, have at it. We'll uh, just run the second unit. Give us thirty points from the bench. Cool. Is there any of those um, lesser thans on the uh, AD LeBron hierarchy that you like? Like any of those uh, new signees that they have? No, none of them been good. Like at some point, you have to look at the GM and be like, "This is the best you can do." Like you, you could get Lonnie Walker, and because you have other teams who are managed to fill veteran players and. You get nothing this year, but you know, it's, it's Frank Vogel's fault. So, all right, moving on next. Well, let me ask you to finish that one. What's your DEFCON on them? Where's the light? Like five's the, five's the worst. Like where's your DEFCON on the Lakers? It, they're going to be on constant four for the entire season. Cause every time they lose, it has to be like the headline story. So, okay. What about the nothing Brooklyn they Nets? can do? What about the Brooklyn Nets? <laughs> now we're moving to Brooklyn, according to you. Yeah. All right. Way to <laughs> sort of stay somewhere. Christ. Uh, Brooklyn, uh, again, I also, along similar lines, you have to look at the GM be like, look, you've assembled this roster. You've put together this mess. Um, maybe it is time to blow it up. You don't, well, we need a ransom for Durant. No, you just need your picks back. You, you lost three to Houston. And then you got two back from Philly. So if you could get two picks for Durant, you you let Kyrie go. Uh, you, you need something to start over with. Like you made an attempt. You have Steve Nash. They, Nash is like, well, they don't listen to me anymore. Okay, Nash is gone. And it's just sort of roster construction. Yeah. And, like, now, I know a lot of people are still obsessing over the fact that Seth Curry is out. But Seth Curry is not the crown jewel. He's not the one that's going to, like, make it all work when he comes back. T.J. No, Warren, the, he people, be... please stop Please stop talking about T.J. Warren broadcasters. Like, T.J. Warren might not ever play again. I'm being honest. He, you know, the injuries don't help their situation as both those guys would make the team better and the same as Ben Simmons. Well, Ben Simmons didn't hit a layup. He's not there to make layups. He was there to lock down defenders. Well, he looks rusty. Well, yeah, because he hasn't played in over a year. So why would he look be this, you know all defensive team player again when you haven't played for two years it's it's really sort of you you got to give them time to sort of right the ship but the the past two three oh since they signed they they've they're just they're their own worst enemies being the distractions and you know it's funny you know durant 
his response was the old Joe Paterno. Look, can we just get back to basketball? I just want to talk yeah. about basketball. Then he had to go put a thing on Twitter like, look, I'm not, you know, trying to discriminate against any people. It's like, no, I get it. You just that's the same thing I got Paterno. <laughs> you know, I mean, we don't have to bring up that whole brouhaha. Everybody has seen it. National news about involving Kyrie Irving. I mean, I don't want to regurgitate it because it, all you. it does is all it does is purport the material that he promoted, which I think is really disgusting and pathetic. But anyways, let's just get to the biggest question on that one. Has Kyrie Irving played his last game as a Brooklyn net? I would like to say yes, that he's too much of a distraction, but I think they need him to still be productive because they don't Kyrie have any... Irving. I don't have his numbers in front of me, but he was playing lights out before all this like Kevin Durant, too. Well, Durant was just there. Durant's numbers aren't super dominant anymore, but he's still putting up good numbers. Kyrie was having a great season, but then again, it will come down to him. Mm -hmm. I obviously, I I know he doesn't care about the money and doesn't care if he walks away from basketball because the more and more you get to this, you get the feeling like he didn't live, breathe basketball. Like, you know, LeBron does. And Um, Kobe did like, he's just like, yeah, I know I'm really good. I have super talented, but I don't want to do this, and it's really showing. This whole circumventing of the vetting process for Emi Yudoka and then pushing out Steve Nash. I didn't think Steve Nash was a good coach anyway, so when he got fired, I was like, okay, cool. I don't care. But the way that they just slid in Emi Yudoka, like, did that bother you? I mean, is there any any sort of process anymore? I mean, you have Philly who lost second round picks for, for tampering. The Knicks lost second round picks for tampering. Well, I don't think, I don't think there's a Rooney rule in the NBA. Is that right? No. Okay. You had Minnesota hire, um, Chris Finch from, was it Orlando or Miami? Uh, Toronto. He was an assistant at Toronto. Yeah. He's just assistant. They just hired him. No process. Just, you know, we fired a guy. We're bringing him in out of nowhere. What? what? Where did, where did he come from? So it, it, People just do what they want right now. Um, is it even finalized as of this? No, it's not. As, of this as, recording, as, but... as we're talking, no, there's a good chance that by the time we get to like a weekend, I think they were ready to like announce and everything. And then the Kyrie thing blew up and they didn't want to have like two controversies at the same time. So they're basically like putting it on the back burner. I think Jacques Vaughn is coaching the team. They actually won two in a row after Kyrie got suspended. Um I did like the seven or eight things that they gave him that, that Kyrie needs to do in order to become fit as a Brooklyn net again. It's like, wait, he's unfit as a Brooklyn net, but cam Thomas is, <laughs> you know, it's just great. So yeah, I just want to knock those out. I know we went out of order on that one. Now I, now I'm going to go down the line. Now, now we're going to, you're going to start behaving. Yeah. Or... Yeah. Yeah. I am. All right. Um, so now uh, just follow along. Okay. <laughs> I will bounce you around. Do not worry. Deep breath, okay? Take I know you out. have a lot you want to get in. That's why you're super excited. Um, so, okay. All right. So, Houston. A lot of young players. A lot of up and down. What do you see from them? Uh, Albert Shangun is really good. He's... um. He's got some nice, like, he's having a nice second year. Jalen Green has cooled off shooting-wise. He hasn't been great. Jabari Smith Jr. has definitely got some growing to, that that he still has left to do. I mean, they, they got the worst record in the league, you know. I thought you were going to, I would have put anything you would have mentioned Terry Eason. And how uh, Terry, been... Terry Eason's been good. Like, he's not been, like, standout for me, to be honest with you. Okay. So, that's Houston. Golden State. Defending uh, their, champions. Their defense is bad. I, I, they had a road trip where they lost every game on the road, and um, I know they sat all their starters on the last one against New Orleans, but they're starting to centralize around Curry. And if Curry isn't like amazing and shares the ball a lot, like they're gonna lose. Like I don't know where the problem is. I mean, Clay's had some nice numbers. But and so I don't think it's all on Clay. Some, I know there's some there was some talk about Charles Barkley having, you know, the, those comments about how he's not the same and Clay sort of took it to heart. I don't think Charles was wrong, but like I think Clay's had some good games so far. Jordan Poole's had good games so far. Draymond, you know, he's still Mister Triple Single, but it feels it's weird, Adam. It feels like the numbers are the same, but the team is just not meshing. 
There's two things I noticed from um, Golden State. Uh, number one, like you said, with Clay Thompson, where there was reports he might not play back-to-back games for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. That's not good. That just shows this team is getting really old really fast. Yeah, well, the the rumor we heard is that is that Clay he tried to ramp up in the offseason and he basically kind of got the yips because he had injured himself playing pickup ball. And the Warriors basically said, okay, no, don't play at all in the offseason. But if you're on game, if you're on load management seven games into the season, we're not, you know, it's going to be a long, long go for them. And like we mentioned, it's always hard to, you know, repeating champions. Everyone's now gunning for you. You can't dodge anybody. Number two, sort of surprising with the rotation, Jonathan Kaminga out of it. Yeah, he finally played in the Pelican game, but that's because, like I said, they rested everybody. James Wiseman defensively is terrible. I am almost on the level of calling him a bust. Almost. Well, you can't call him a bust because he hasn't even had like a half season. Adam, yet. he does not look good at he, all. It's hard when you don't have time to develop. Mm-hmm. You you need games. You can't say you're a bust if you can't stay healthy. That's just the only way you not. Uh, not saying healthy is not a bust. Being yeah. bad is a bust, but um, they perhaps should flip him for something. Uh, the, Jordan, just... the Jordan Poole thing, is he carrying or not? No, not really. I don't think that's a carry. I really don't. Like, I think what happened was the Miami Heat coaching staff, like, pointed out every the... single one. Yeah, they were like, you remember that happened also when Karan, because Karan Butler's the assistant coach. He did that with Giannis when he was taking too long at the free throw line in the playoffs. Remember that? Yeah. I think they just know how to grind on the refs, and they just decided, all right, we're watching this. But if you call everyone, like, every game's going to be four and a half hours. (laughs) It's going to be unwatchable. Like, they're so, like, you know, the first one, the commentators, like, one of them, the commentators even missed it. They had to watch it in slow mode to catch it. For those so who don't, this, for those who don't know what we're watching, it's basically like a slow hezzy. Like when you back out and then you go, then you kind of like dupe them and then you start winding up, but you kind of like twirl your arm with the dribble the other way, and and they call to carry three times in one game. Yeah, and, and then, like, but then again, you have Tyler Hero who obviously traveling for the winning shot. <laughs> yes, I let's, set, the let's step over the setting. Like, but we, you know, it's a minor, minor details. All right, Sacramento back to their bad season form. Well, they, they are. They did get that game winner, winning buzzer beater against the Magic. Uh, De'Aaron Fox's numbers are fantastic. Um, I, I mean, I know it's not always leading to winning. Um, Keegan Murray, it looks about like I thought he did. A really good offensive player who's still learning how to be like a, a, a good all around player. Uh, he's not. He's definitely not there yet. The the other and Demonte Sabonis is just a stat gobbler, you know, who doesn't play defense. Um, the rest of it, I don't really have too many thoughts on Sacramento. To be honest, Davion Mitchell's had some good games. I'll say that. I I think with them, this is one of these. They need twenty games to sort of get their rotation and everything straight because it's like, well, they're good, but they don't really play much defense. They sort of just, eh, they're there. Um, you know, the Darren Fox. If he's putting up those numbers and he's still, you know, that was their choice. Okay, we can't have Halliburton and him. We're going to build around Fox. Oh, how can you get rid of him? Well, because they can't play together. So if you can't play together, you try. And I think, you know, you got to give time with a new coach to let this roster sort of sink in. All right. The Lou Dort Thunder. (laughs) Dort's actually been okay, but we know we know the three letters in that one. I'm like doing the RVD thing. It's SGA. Shea Gilders Alexander is fucking incredible. Also, yeah, but their defense he, is good. Their defense is good. Like, people are like, well, how come nobody's mentioning him? Well, it's because he's on a bad team. He's just stat gobbling the same way Russ used to. Nobody else is scoring on that team. He might Nobody be stat gobbling, but, dude, he's carrying them. They had a game. He probably had the best performance so far this year, in my opinion, when they were on the road against Dallas. Dallas was up double digits, and Shea just dragged them to a victory in overtime. It was ridiculous. Okay, so that's... That's the thunder. I mean, I will say this though. They they do have some pieces that look okay. Like Pokashevsky has, has had some good games. Josh Giddy seems to still be a good point guard in his second year. He's not having like a sophomore slump. Like there is some hope there, but they've already dropped two in a row since they had that four game winning streak. So you can kind of see the you can already see the tank sinking in. Minnesota. Their defense is much better, but their offense is not nearly as good as it was last year. Now, when you bring in Gobert, that's the sacrifice you need to make because that's a certain style he plays. I feel like the top three, 
guys, like the big three there, have been good. Carl Anthony Towns has not been, like, supreme. He hasn't had games where he just absolutely takes over the way he did last year. That's my one issue. You know what? Because Edwards is taking over. This is slowly becoming Edwards' team. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. Also, the I, I don't know whether the assumption was, all right, Gobert will be the – you know, Tyson Chandler just sit back and the other one could just float out and shoot threes. And he hasn't really been doing that as much. So spacing is a big problem. They just need like a Kyle Korver sniper. Yeah, they well, they thought they were getting that with Brent Forbes. And um, I know they had a couple other three point shooters that they got off the market, but like they haven't really fit just yet. I mean, they still have time. I I feel like Minnesota's TBD. They are built for a playoff. Agreed. They're built Agreed. for when everything gets tighter. It's just going to be hard when the open season where, you know, everybody just running down, not caring. They can't do that. So they, I think, need another 10 games to figure out themselves. All right. San Antonio. Shockingly have a decent record. They were, they've been competitive in most of the games. Then I watch them lose by 43 points to the Raptors. So I don't know what to expect yet. Um, Keldon Johnson's their leading scorer, like I predicted. The Joshua Primo thing is incredibly disappointing. But, I mean, when you have that much youth, because he was the youngest player in the league last year, when you have that much youth and immaturity, and then the situation actually unfolded and people started getting more information, the Spurs really had no choice but to let him go. Well, and the information comes out, and then, well, first the Spurs thing is we have no comment, period. Mm -hmm. Then you have Primo's PR team try to get ahead of it which leads to more questions. And then, you know, only info comes out because you have the same lawyer who took the Watson. The Sean Watson story. People. Yeah. He, yeah he so he's like, I'm going to start blabbing it. And then, uh, then it becomes sort of just a, he said, she said thing. And yeah, of course, in this era, this is what, yeah, basically in the end, it's, that's just stupid bonehead. I'm 19. I'm, you know, I haven't really been told no. And just working my way through high school and everything because, you know, it's one year Alabama doesn't count. Yeah. Uh, just, you know, a young kid who will. He's going to have to. He, 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 not, he, uh, he obviously didn't pick up on waivers. And I don't, I don't well, think. Well, you're not going to pick up on waivers because they, they would require a team to pay him $8 million. Right. So no he's going to probably that. take the season off. Go make yourself better. Go do the PR tour. Go become educated and then he'll be back next year on a roster. And, uh, you know, like, you know, I had somebody, my, one of my friends texted me about that. I'm like, remember Peyton Manning did the same thing. Yeah. Well, that was from long ago at Tennessee. Yeah. Like, but yeah, it was just, Oh, uh, Peyton Manning, if I recall, put his balls on some woman's head. Yeah. So well, today, yeah, he'd be canceled. But back then, so it's just stupid kids being stupid. Yeah, it's been PR wise. It's been a not so great couple of weeks for the NBA. Like there's been some national stories like um, it's been not a good look for certain team for certain players. The NBA itself has been the oh, no, we are taking this stance. The NBA has been proactive on this thing coming out. Um, Not, you know, like the the NFL, which just like, oh, we don't care. We just want money. We don't do whatever, but yeah, uh, if Tua if Tua's brain turns into mesh, it's not our fault. <laughs> yeah, it is. Is hey, P got you know he 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 paid, he he earned he earned his money. He's a first round pick. He gets thirty million guaranteed. It's the and price. Along other things about the the Spurs, Jakobertel looks good. If he doesn't get a contract, he'll get a big one elsewhere. Devin Vassell looks good. All right, the uh, Clippers already hobbled and. Their offense is awful. Like, they just cannot score. I know that Kawhi is already on super-duper load management. Some people are kind of becoming skeptical if he'll be the same player again. I think he'll be ready for the playoffs, to be honest with you. This is another – give him another 10 games because if you have Kawhi who hasn't played for a year, you had George who was hobbled. I mean, if you have Marquise Morris – Marcus Morris, I'm sorry, your, your second-leading scorer at the moment – that's mm-hmm. not which a is, well which run. is just like last year. And Reggie Jackson's not nearly as good as he was in the last in the previous season. So it, it'll take, you know, a lot of new pieces, a lot of injured pieces. So rust. And they didn't play in preseason either. So Paul you know. Paul George did have an amazing game against the Rockets. 
like where he like basically took over down the stretch. PG can still do it. He's still a fantastic player when he wants to be. I know people make fun of the fact that he's had the bad playoff performances, but I'm still a Paul George believer. All right. I will cede the floor to you and your New Orleans Pelicans. The Pels started out really hot. Their offense is excellent. Like their defense is meh, but Zion looks great. Brandon Ingram got hurt in the Jazz game, uh, which was one of the better games. Kelly Olenek hit a like a layup in overtime uh, at the almost at the gun to finish it. Um, but they've they've kind of been up and down since then. They they lost to the they kind of win one and lose one. Like they got blown out by the Suns, who have the best like the best record in the West again. Um, they had a close one in overtime against Atlanta. Then another overtime loss against the freaking Lakers, which pissed me off so much. But they look good. Like I, I feel good about them. Zion is, uh, uh, like I already said, he's he looks fit. The pieces seem to fit well. They just need to get Ingram healthy again after his concussion protocol. I think once they have everybody in the in tow and everybody's healthy, I think they're gonna be. I think they're going to be a problem. Like, I think they're going to definitely make the playoffs. I feel good about them. Speaking of problems, uh, Dallas Mavericks. Very one-person oriented. Very Luka or nothing. They've been relying a lot on Spencer Dinwiddie too much. (laughs) Uh, Hey, Christian Wood. MIP. He's looking pretty good for my my take. You mentioned Russell Westbrook about six feet of the year campaigning stuff. To make him feel better. I think Christian Wood's going to win it in a walk right now. He's looking like that player I thought he would be. Because, outside again, outside of Luka, it's really nothing. They've moved him to point guard. So, everything, he is the end-all and be-all of this team. There was a stat where Luka Doncic has had 30 or more points in the first eight games of the season. The last player to do that was Michael Jordan in 1986-87. Which is, that was a year where Jordan averaged 36 points a game was league MVP. That, like, epic stuff. <laughs> it's insanity. He's also averaging nine rebounds and nine assists a game. I mean, I don't know how much more you can ask of the guy. It's crazy. Uh, Denver Nuggets. Um, this is one, this is another, like, Minnesota where I just don't want to make proclamations just yet. Like, Jamal Murray's had some good ones, but he's definitely not all the way there yet. But you can see some signs there. KCP is actually fit nicely. Bruce Brown plays really well with Nikola Jokic because Jokic is like the point center, obviously. But Bruce Brown is a guy who can kind of like if you need him to score, he can score. If Jokic needs a break, uh, Brown can like run possessions where he does pick and roll and stuff and he's effective like. They seem to have a nice nucleus. The record looks good so far, six and three. Uh, I don't want to say they righted the ship already. Michael Porter Jr. also, I think, looks okay. Like, well, I, he, he looks back. It, it, but is it sort of one of those you can't, like, uh, Porter's going to get injured really soon, isn't he? And isn't, you know, yeah. Cousin Jamal, he's taken, he's rusty, yes, we know. But yeah. the team doesn't look good, but they're still winning. So it's just mm-hmm. sort of like... You give that squinty eye, like, I don't know. You don't look good, but. Yeah, they, they're uh, all right. And, and Jokic is, his, like, his PER is, his PER is still fantastic. But, like, he, I can see, like, from a scoring perspective, why he's not being relied on so much. And also why the Nuggets as a team and their coaching staff are not, like, they're not doing what, like you said about Dallas with Luka. They're not doing that with Jokic because they have the artillery like they have people to score they have people to help out on defense Jokic doesn't have to do everything which is it's not good if you're trying to like win in DFS but if you're if you're worried about the long-term viability of Jokic so he doesn't kind of run out of gas in the playoffs you probably feel okay if you're the Nuggets right now all right moving on to Portland they yeah I I don't think they have the best record in the West, maybe the second best so far, but their defense is much better. Even though Lillard's out, Anthony Simons, I think, has plugged in pretty nicely. And Jeremy Grant looks really good. Simons, another MIP candidate who, which we we, we had said, you know, in our previews that the team definitely hinges upon his success because they paid him like he's going to be the replacement. So he kind of had to become it. And thankfully for them, I guess he has. Yeah, they so, haven't even they they haven't even played Gary Payton second. 
you know, like uh, it's it's pretty it's pretty weird. Like even Nasir Little, I think the five man lineups that they have with Nasir Little and um, even um, I mean Nurkic has had some good ones too. But Nurkic having good numbers isn't shocking. The problem with Nurkic always was that defensively he's not he wasn't like. He's not an earth mover, but I think the defense, the team defense for Portland has just been a lot better than it's been in the past. Justice Winslow, like just like a reclamation project. He's decided to, to be not injured for the first time in a long, long time. <laughs> right. um, Memphis. Their defense is so bad. I don't know what happened. I made the prediction that they were going to start out hot. Um, John Morant did. Desmond Bain did. <laughs> but like the rest of the team, I'm not so sure. Yeah, there's been they've all sort of been there. Like Santi yeah. Aldama came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Has has um Dylan Brooks. He had one awesome game against I think the Hornets. But yeah, he's had some he, he's been down for the most part. Morant's ridiculous. That's a that's a guy who is in the MVP consideration right now early on. Like he's he had he had a highlight reel against the Houston Rockets early on in the season. Like it, I mean, every game's a highlight reel for him, but the one against the Rockets where he just completely destroyed Jalen Green was amazing. All right, speaking of MVPs, Utah Jazz. <laughs> Uh, the, the shocker of the season so far, you know, so like people are trying to figure out like, how are they winning games? I'll give you like the, the brass, like I'll give you the, the cliff notes version. They're switching everything using small ball. So you got Lori Markinen at the five, you got Jared Vanderbilt. Then you've got these guys that are kind of taller guards, like Malik Beasley. And then you have a bunch of assist people, people who are willing to dish it out. Shockingly, one of them is Jordan Clarkson. Jordan Clarkson, he I, I would bet any money this is his season, this is his career high in assists per game this season, him and Conley. And they're just they're just moving the ball well. They're communicating well on defense when they switch. And they're just throwing a lot of different looks at opponents that have not yet figured it out. We'll see how it goes in the next 10 to 20 games. But so far, it's just been a success. I do like these pictures of Danny Ainge at courtside, like looking in utter shock of like, I can't believe this team is good. <laughs> well, you have Marketing who played in the um, and the FIBA Europe uh, Euro Cup yep. um, championship. So he's already in midseason form. You had again, they were all had their lineup all set for preseason. And you're battling teams who, you know, like I said, Clippers trying to figure out, shake off the rust, Denver, you know, Lakers, all these. So yeah, of course you're coming out hot, but I don't expect Clarkson to be there at the end of the year. Uh, Conley, I don't think they'll be able to move, but you never know. So I expect, you know, the top pieces to fall on them to eventually start to sink back down anyways, much like remember every year, Orlando, Always oh, start, start hot, hot. and yeah. then, then they just mysteriously oh we, we oh we we forgot we're terrible and we came is back. It, is it too early to say that Utah won the Kelly Olynyk for Boyan Bogdanovich trade? No. So you it, think you think you think Utah won the trade? No. <laughs> Kelly Olynyk has looked really good, man. Yeah, give it time. He, he, um, he wasn't terrible. He just looks to be doing what he's been doing there. Um, I mean, their over under was way under for both of us. Like, have you changed your mind yet? They're already seven and three. Well, the over and under, I believe, was like, was it 30? Because this was before 30 or 35, because this was before all the people got traded. So, um, no, they're not going to get to 35 wins, I don't think. Eventually, I think they're going to come to reality and. Injuries will start piling up, and if you think Olenek's oh, going to keep up this pace for the rest of the year, and Markin is going to keep up the pace, uh, I mean, you hope so, but uh, I don't expect that. All right. All right, moving on to Phoenix, who is currently first place in the West, currently hot, but I don't—they don't look that great to me. So I feel like this is one of those well-oiled machine for the regular season type of things. So they had that game against Dallas to start the season where. Obviously, that was the last opponent they played where they got embarrassed in Game 7 because Luka Doncic just destroyed Chris Paul. Um, and 
it was happening again. It was like Luka Doncic was killing Chris Paul. I mean, Luka Doncic kills a lot of opponents, so that's not shocking. They they did win that game because Damian Lee, I think, hit a um hit a game winner. Uh, then they lose to Portland. People are like, oh man, they already they're already they're already on the skids. Well, it turns out Portland's good. Um, actually, the only team that's actually beaten the Suns is Portland, which was twice on two separate occasions. Um. And then they just go on a five-game winning streak where they look great. The one issue now that just recently popped up is that it looks like Cam Johnson tore the meniscus in his knee. So I don't know. And he did not get the extension as a, off of his rookie deal. So that might – do you think that's going to change their, like, their mindset? As to whether or not they should pay him or whether or not uh, how their maybe, rotation maybe. goes? Well, their rotation is going to definitely change because Cam Johnson was a starter. They might have to kind of schmooze Jay Crowder again off the trade block so that they could put him back into the starting lineup. So I don't know if that can be done. It seemed like Jay was really hurt by the fact that he wasn't starting anymore. We'll see. Um, I think people will know by the time we get to, you know, when the show drops. Well, he um, also hasn't been with the team, I don't think. They just said go home where we're done with you, but nobody wants their their well, high asking price for him just yet. They might yet. call him and say, uh, hey, um, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> but uh, no, my, my theory is that, my long game theory is that they might try to flip Cam Johnson for Durant somehow with a mega deal. Very, very interesting. Like, I think it's possible because of the fact that there's no strings attached because there's no back end deal. Uh, attached yet. If the Nets want to do it on their own, they can. Uh, I don't, torn meniscuses are weird injuries. Sometimes you can come back, but the likelihood of it is very small. Um, I mean, do you think that Cam Johnson could come back from that? He could this season. It depends how bad it is. It could just be he, a... He looked good. He had a game where he had 29 points. Like, Devin Booker's also looked fantastic. Well, he's just a one... I don't want to say he's one-dimensional, but he is... There's, I don't think there's going to be another gear to him ever. No, it's, he has the same. I've said this before. He has the same numbers every night. Like 25 points, four rebounds, four assists, two three-pointers, four free throws. Like, it's the same every night. Like, he's like clockwork. So, yeah, that's why he's doing his thing. And we're going to get just what we get from him, I I would gather their, their their field goal percentage is really good. Mikhail Bridges is shooting everything. I do agree that there are some pieces off the second unit, even though they played well. But with Johnson's injury, if they have to plug in like Landry Shamit or Damian Lee in the starting lineup, that might kind of muddy things a little bit. That you might see a couple more L's down the road. Um, but I, I mean, the, the Suns I think are just like they're a team that's built for the regular season. That's how I feel. Yep, and speaking of just bad teams, let's just move over to the East and Detroit. The losers of the Kelly Olynyk trade. <laughs> Boyan, I, th- I don't think he's their leading scorer. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's either Cunningham or uh, Sadiq Bey, but, like, yeah, Boyan's look good. Um, the rest, I mean, Marvin Bagley the third. I mean, thankfully, it wasn't that bad. It, the knee injury, it was bad, but it wasn't as bad as we thought he was out for the season. It's not, but he hasn't played yet. Alec Burks has not played a minute because he's got, like, a foot injury. But the rest of the team, like, okay, so um, Jay Nivey has decent numbers. He's playing a lot. Um, Kate Cunningham looks fantastic. Um, they I, look good together. Yeah, like the the two man game between them and the in the you know in the backcourt looks good. Um, it, if I really had, I mean, the thing about if I had to compare them in Orlando, just lump them together, like Orlando's defense actually looks good at times. Um, Detroit's just. Detroit just looks bad, period. Like, I just don't see any anything good coming out of this season at all. Like, not even potentially good coming out of this, other than the development of Cunningham. Well, there's two things I noticed with Detroit. Number one, well, you have Bogdanovich. You trade literally last minute, so he's not in training camp. He's not there or anything. And then Marvin Bagley goes down and sort of implies that he they sort of might have had a role for him. Mm-hmm. Because with him out, the, like you said, yeah, the team just sort of looks bland, so... I think he might have been a bigger cog to for this team than we we sort of could guess. I, 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 I see that. Like, Isaiah Stewart's rebounding numbers are fantastic, but I can't remember, Adam, one clip of watching him. Like, he hasn't been, like, he hasn't been, like, um, a, an impact player. 
you know, same with Sadiq Bay. Like, I mean, I'm he's had a couple moments, but he's not like he's not a guy so far where I've been like, oh yeah, he because really the Cunningham and Ivy show. They've just been running up and down. And Ivy like is very. I will say this: watching highlights of him, Ivy's very fast, like like ridiculously quick. And just watching Ivy, you get the I get the impression that he and De'Aaron Fox could not play together either. Oh yeah, like if they had drafted him, their yeah. games are too. You know, they got because Sacramento got a lot of flack for not getting him. They're get, like Halliburton. Their games are too similar for them to, I, I think, sort of do anything. All right, yeah, you mentioned Orlando, so mm-hmm. Paolo the... Bancaro is a fucking powerhouse. Like. There are some players that, like, when you watch them in college, you look, I mean, you see the <clears throat> physically and also in terms of their, like, their quality of play. You look at them and you're like, man, that dude's really good. But that can be a real outlier in college because you have so many whatever players out there on the court. And then in the NBA that you you see him drop in there and you're like, you almost immediately could tell, like, oh, yeah, I don't know about that one. Eh. He's not as big as I thought. Paulo Bancaro looks big in an NBA game like he look he is very hard to stop he I remember was it December of last year I was like oh yeah he looks like the number one pick and you're like I don't know yeah he's playing Gonzaga yeah I'm like no he looks like he will be good in the NBA it's like well yeah but he's gonna shoot threes and he's just mid-range game like no no he looks like he will be something and I mean good for Orlando finally get although they, they got just a good the one right bizarrest uh, lineup with with Suggs, Wagner, Bol Bol, Wendell Carter, and Bancaro on the court. Like you're having one player under six ten. Bol Bol, his I mean he's not going to be MIP, but his his numbers are really like he looks like um invigorated. I mean the what MIP used to be, he should be it coming back. Yeah, from from all those injuries. Like his numbers don't jump out. Like he's got ten points and seven rebounds. But if you watch him play, you're like, man, he's really feeling confident. Um, their 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 defense looks better. Like metrically, uh, Franz Wagner looks good. Like he's his he he has not have a, he has not had a sophomore slump. Wendell Carter Jr. has had some good like performances every now and then. But the problem with Orlando is obviously when they play good teams. Like when they play like. Milwaukee or Cleveland, they they get blown out. Because, yeah, yeah, you're a bad young team, so you're not supposed to, the fourth quarter when everyone, all the good coaches make changes to tighten up, oh, they don't know how to that, they don't know that gear yet, so. Yeah, and also, I I will make this hot take, is that even when they get back Gary Harris and John Isaac and Markel Fultz, I wouldn't play them anyway. I would just run this roster that you have. Suggs also, I know he had the game winner against the Warriors. Um. He's kind of been up and down. He had an injury early on that he bounced back from. Suggs, I think, has got some bounce to his game. I think he's got some potential. Well, he couldn't get in much worse than last year where he was awful. And the Mo Bamba ship looks to be sailing away. Because of Bull Bull. Bull Bull is still on his thunder. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And, you know, speaking of terrible offseason, let's move on to the Hornets. <laughs> Their defense is actually better. Um, not shocking because they brought back Mr. Defense Steve Clifford. Um, no Lamella Ball. I think end of story. No Lamella Ball. If they had Lamella Ball, I think they would have been fine. Yeah, he he sort of was the team, and you you have Noah Jackson due to legal troubles, and then you you know you have Montrez Harrell who had legal troubles, so you get rid of him, and then you have James Booknight who has legal troubles. Like it's just not good. Well, let me ask you this: Miles Bridges went ahead and took a no contest plea. So he'll probably serve jail time of some no, sort. No, no jail or, time. Or probation. I'm sorry. You're right. Probation. Thank you. Uh, he will probably get a suspension of some sort when it's lifted. I don't know if the Hornets can officially sign him back since they did not. I think he's still under roster under with them. I don't so know how can it works. sign him back to like minimum. Like, do you think that's possible? I don't know how it works, but I do believe they're expecting him back. So, okay. I mean, this team is just not good, which we, you know, no LaMelo means no, you're not going to get much from from anybody. If, if you're in DFS, um, Mason Plumlee's had some good rebounding games. I mean, he's defensively, he's bad. I mean, he always was. Terry Rozier also had an ankle injury, which really hurt him. He's back, though. 
Fair enough. Moving on to Miami. Starting off very slow. A lot of grumbling from them. Yeah. Um, Jimmy Butler has had some games where he's looked great. And then he'll kind of take it off, which I'm fine with. Jimmy Butler works so hard. Like, I, I can understand why they're sort of load managing him sometimes. Um, no, Victor Oladipo kind of taking a seat right now with a, like, kind of resting his knee. Kyle Lowry, he struggled to start. A lot of minutes for him off the get Well, that's what I was going to say. He's playing a lot of minutes, but the box score looks bad. He had a he had a couple really good games. I don't know why, but Kyle Lowry plays great against the Golden State Warriors. I don't know why. He just does because um, they had that they had those two games against them where they lost where they lost one on the road in a close one. And then they won one at home in a close one. Tyler Hero looks really good. Well, because he's finally in the starting lineup like he wanted to be. But uh, yeah, this, you know, they're getting a lot. They're getting very chippy of why are you blaming us for being bad? Don't worry about us. We'll turn it on. Don't worry about us. We'll turn it on. And um, a little early for them to start with the don't doubt us. Yeah, well, you saw that one where Caleb Martin and, and the rookie for the Raptors, I forget his name, they, like, got into a scrum, and he got suspended. So, yeah, very chippy team. But, I mean, but that's good. It means that you have the – that you want to play better defense down the road <clears throat> and fight back some. So – and that's sort of the culture in Miami. You have to keep grinding away, and I think they'll do that. I think they'll find the wins. Like, they're four and six, but they were at a point where they were, like, two and five. Like, when they lost to the Kings, I was like, oh. But they they got they 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 won a couple after that. Philadelphia. <sighs> I thought they were going to make the finals. I still think they're going to make the finals. Like it's it's a it's a marathon, not a sprint. But James Harden going out a month with a out a month with a foot strain is not good. Um, Joel Embiid. He, I don't know if they're just kind of playing around with some faux injury type of thing. But I think they're just slowing him back in because he started out really sluggish. I mean, Tyrese Maxey has been amazing. Yeah, I don't have his numbers in front of him, but he's been great. It's the Harden show when you go as he goes and he needs the ball. And, oh, Harden's great. He's averaging triple. Yeah, he's always going to, but the team does not look better with him on the court. No, I mean, but the the two-man game, like, they had a game where Embiid sat. um, And they had Harden. And uh, Maxi and Maxi scored like what forty four points. He like missed two shots the whole game. Like the first half, he didn't miss a single shot. Like it was ridiculous. Like so, they had some success there. Their second unit has not been good. Like I know that they've gotten some good play in the starting role out of DeAnthony Melton, which is a good sign. But those other guys like Daniel House that we had talked about, all those kind of smaller signings that we thought Dale Morey was sort of hitting singles on, they're not singles, they're strikeouts. So Montrez Harrell has not looked good. Uh, P.J. Tucker in his three-year deal. Um, he plays okay. good. De- he plays good defense and he makes threes. Like that's his thing, you know. And, and then just yeah, uh, all I can say is. You got Tobias Harris there, sort of just clunking up the your cap and Harden. You go, you go as he goes. Um, speaking of of high profile teams, the the New York Knicks. So they their offense is still looking good. If you look at the efficiency numbers, they started out red hot on offense. Jalen Brunson is a really good fit. I mean, that one I'll eat some crow on. Like I think he actually. The signing, I think, was warranted. The problem was Julius Randle was sort of like mulling about how he's not getting as many looks. And R.J. Barrett's people are like, oh, I'm not getting I'm not, you know, I'm not fitting as well as I wanted it to. I want to get more points. And now all of a sudden, I don't think it's a coincidence that you see more points and more attempts out of Randle and Barrett. And lo and behold, they start dropping games. That's all I'm gonna say. Brunson, I don't. He's not that superstar pick they thought he'd be. No, but he, he's not putting he's him a, over the top. A, no, but he's a good offensive player. Like he's made their offense better. Defensively, and they have some weird lineups that they throw out. Obi Toppin's look good. The uh, the rumblings are already starting because Toppin still seems to be on a very low minute restriction. Um, you know, Cam Reddish and quick like. This is just Thibodeau. He, what people are like, oh, he's gonna, you know, uh, 
we're sort of going down the ship with him. He he's well, you, we're going to do it my way. This is how I want to do it. I'm going to keep playing my starters this way. I'm going to keep doing this. And well, hey, we like Toppin. Toppin should be in. Nope. He's only playing like 17 minutes a game and Cam Reddish 20 minutes and Evan Fournier uh, got 20 pitched. minutes. Yeah, yeah Fournier is down to 20 minutes. And it's just like you're very just stuck on your rotation, and this is the way things need to go. And it's like. Mm. Do, do you want to know the most random stat I saw in one game so far? Emmanuel quickly had 16 rebounds in a game against the Hawks. I was like, what? Like, quickly's good, man. Like, I, I, I think he should probably play more. I agree. Well, that 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 is straight up coach. Um, yeah. Wizards, Washington. Okay. Um, they're kind of listless. Like, it's hard to really put a finger on them. I, I know this sounds like it doesn't mean much, but DeLon Wright going out with a hamstring injury kind of hurt them because now it's Beal's got to be the point guard. It just sort of shook things up. And yet, well, you have, you have Monty Morris, who's been starting. DeLon would never. Yeah, he's good. I agree. He, You know, he was efficient. But um, Porzingis has played nine games so far. Hasn't been terrible. Nope, he looks good. I would almost say, dare say, he he's having a career year. I, I wouldn't go that far, but they they're sort of just like that definition of just a really mediocre team. Like, oh, yeah, they might be hitting on all centers, but they don't look good. Or maybe because they're the play in scenario. Mediocre is good enough. That's the thing. And then you just, you know, uh, their their history of just this roster construction where you have uh, Adija and Kispert and. Uh, you got Kuzma and Will Barton, all sort of just in that three, four range, just sort of the same player, just like your log jams all over the place. I'm still a fan of the Kuz. Like he has some games where he looks, he he seems to kind of break out depending on the matchups. Um, Barton has had some nice games every now and then. And, and speaking of nice games, the, the runner up for rookie of the year, uh, Benedict Matherin. You think the, you think the, you think the race is over? Oh, it's Paulo's. I'm I'm joking. I I agree. I think Paulo. Eh, I'll I'll save it for another day. The my hot take there. Um, Ben Matherin has looked good. Their offense is actually fantastic. Like maybe Rick Carlisle just knows how to run offense and nothing else. Maybe that's what when you take away all the the Dallas the Dallas hierarchy and you just look at Rick Carlisle as a coach. Maybe he's just good at running offense. Is really what it comes down to in Indiana because like Halliburton's looked fa- really really good. Buddy Heald's had some nice games. Their defense is ooh, you know, but they they are four and five. They're not like completely embarrassing. No, it's well, you're kind of at a holding pattern because we're just waiting for Turner and Heald to be traded. So, yeah, well, if Turner's we trade for had Russ, a couple of good ones already, though. He's had some good good games, but he knows he's not going to be there. They know he, he's not going to be there. He had the most tamper-tastic quote ever on a podcast. Oh, the Lakers should totally trade for me. Yeah, they should take a very hard look. <laughs> they need to fine him, like, today for saying that. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, very right up to the line. Um, speaking of just sort of floundering in the water, Chicago. Um. They're looking better. Um, DeRozan is still red hot. Like, he still has these games where he just goes off. Uh, Alex Caruso, if you get a full... Listen, he plays really hard. He's always at risk of injury because he's always putting his neck out there. But he's just a hustler. And if you have him for an entire season, it can work. They have this defensive lineup, this five-man lineup that they like to run out there where they got, like, uh, uh, Goran Dragic, shockingly. Like, do do you ever remember... Goran Dragic being like a really good uh um defensive player like when he was in Miami. No, he wasn't terrible, but well this this is the lineup. Dragic, Levine, Caruso, Derek Jones Jr. and Andre Drummond. That's the best defensive five-man lineup that's played major minutes so far in the NBA. Very very interesting. It's weird, isn't it? But like their their defense has been good. I think it's kept them in games. I did see their game against uh, Brooklyn on TNT, the one right before the Kyrie blow up happened, and um and Levine hit a bunch of threes late to kind of like get them uh, distance themselves. Javante Green has looked good. Ayo Desumu has looked good. You know, in place of Lonzo Ball, um, I I think they're gonna be okay. Like I don't I don't I'm not giving up on them yet. 
Uh, Toronto, kind of starting out a little hot. Pascal Siakam, holy cow. Like, he really wants that Supermax, doesn't he? <laughs> he has had a very good start of the season so far. Yeah, I mean, he's had, what, two triple-doubles at least. Um, Gary Trent Jr. just had some good ones. They they just throw that weird lineup at you where they just, like, got all these, like, wingspans at. And they here's the funny part. Otto Porter's got a pretty nice wingspan, and he hasn't even played yet. So, like, let's see what happens when he comes in. Um, they just, like, get a lot of steals. They are, like, by far the leader in the league in steals per game as a team. It's just funny. Gary Trent, just one of those, like, dude's only 23. Mm-hmm. He seems like he's been in the league forever already. He's just a good fit. Scotty Barnes is like, I think we've all, we've said it a million times. He's like a souped up Draymond Green. He's like a Draymond Green who scores easier. It's weird. Um, and like, we already talked about the, um, the, the game where they beat the Spurs in San Antonio by a million. Let's see. That might be nothing, but they've had some good ones. Like they beat Miami. They beat Cleveland to start the season. Um, they beat Atlanta. Like they've beaten some good teams, you know? So I think, I feel good about them. Like, I I, I think they're going to be in some decent shape. Precious Achua looking good in the lineup. Like, you can easily play him instead of Chris Boucher and not lose anything, you know? Mm-hmm. Atlanta. Atlanta's better than I thought. I said this right before the season started when we did our previous, like, uh, the last episode we did like that. And Atlanta looks better than I thought. Uh, DeJounte Murray is a perfect fit as a sidekick to Trey Young. Um, the thing I've noticed about Atlanta is just they've been extremely healthy. They're their top nine guys have already all played. What do, what do you think of Nyeka Kongu? <laughs> Nothing special. I mean, seventy percent from the field is pretty good. <laughs> yeah, but like watching his shots, they're not like difficult shots. They're a lot of mop up shots. Yeah, Capella was kind of quiet. Then he had a big game against the Pelicans. So, um, Murray is clutch. He's had, I think, I don't know if he's still the league leader in steals. If not, he's, he, he should be. I mean, he had a point where he was averaging four and a half steals a game. Um, Young is, I mean, Trey is Trey, you know, Uh, you just hope he doesn't get those yips like he did in the playoffs against the heat where he like was God awful. Like that would kind of, that would totally tank the, um, the Hawks in the playoffs, but maybe that was just an outlier for Trey. Maybe he just had a bad performance, but, um. They they look good. I think their record is six and three. They seem to be very well situated to go far. They haven't even had Bogdan Bogdanovich yet. Nope. Um, Boston Celtics. Uh, their defense needs to get right. Their 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 offense is fantastic. Uh, they they just had a game where they hit like twenty seven threes against the Knicks. Tatum and Brown, amazing. But um, under Joe Missoula, you know you can already see. The Celtics are basically going to say, okay, let's just run the offense that we're familiar with. And the one that they're familiar with is one where they switch a lot on defense. They take some chances um, and they just shoot really well from the outside by doing ball movement. Grant Williams is shooting like well over 60% from the field. Yeah, which was amazing because he couldn't shoot when he first came in the league. So he's... Right. Um, done some nice quality time in the gym but yeah this team was built on defense last year and that's what got them to the finals and it's really funny to see just their defense just completely let's, disappeared let's see if it changes Robert Williams the third he's supposedly traveling with him on the next road trip so so that is the quick Celtics um the the surprise I think of everything of just how good they are uh Cleveland 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 is the best team in the east I'll just say it right now. I feel I, good about that. At least that far. The, I'll say I'll say for the rest of the calendar year, maybe things will change in January. I think so far, unless there's a mega trade that changes everything, I think the Cleveland Cavaliers are the best team in the Eastern Conference. That two-man game with Garland and and Donovan Mitchell, when they're dialed in, is almost impossible to guard. Mitchell is just on fire and angry and... Um... Then you got Karis LeVert behind him. Did you see that? Now, listen, the best two games I've seen out of the East were the two games between Cleveland and Boston. They they um they had two. I, I don't know if they both went to overtime. Did they go both? Did they? Both I believe both? so, yes. Yeah, they were both good. Uh, Cleveland won them both. Karis LeVert had one where he went bananas. Like, they, like the Celtics down the stretch just couldn't stop him. And then the other one, uh, they had Garland and Mitchell sort of take the reins. And 
Jared Allen had Jared Allen had some good moments, but Jason Tatum got a nice dunk on him to tie where he tied it, and then Tatum blocked Mitchell. But the Cavs won in overtime. I just love the fit of this team. Like Evan Mobley had eight blocks in a game. They're physical. They their offense is really good. They're well balanced. Um, you know they they don't turn the ball over too much, and which is very good for a Mitchell led team because Mitchell tends to turn the ball over a lot. So if he's not turning it over, that's when you start seeing those numbers where he has like forty points and six assists and seven three pointers and going bananas. So I really like this team. Like I don't think they're going to be dipping anytime soon. That's all I'm going to say. And the team that I think is the best in the East is Milwaukee. Um, I don't know how you can. Oh yeah, the them. one that the one that hasn't lost a game yet. Um. Uh, well, Cleveland's the best. No, no, I don't. Can I? Know. Can I? I can I say six words to explain um, Milwaukee? Go ahead. Defense, defense, defense. Giannis, 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 and a little bit of Drew Holiday. So that's more than six words. <laughs> it, it, it's just like you watch Giannis. It's just like, well, should he get MIP again? Because. <laughs> <laughs> he is just so like him and Luca are just like I was about one, to say that. So, one man wrecking crews. So listen, I don't know how much stock you take in the ESPN PER. So I did this thing where I looked up the last 10 years of the PER. Um, usually if you're all, if you're at the MVP level, usually the MVP is tops in PER, like at the end of it. Um, usually it's in the thirties, like, like 32, like when Giannis in 2020, when he won his second MVP, he was like 32. I think that was the highest at the time. Then Jokic surpassed that at like 33. The PR for Luka Doncic is 36. Giannis is 35. You know what's the scary part about Giannis, Adam? It's not slowing down. He is at the perfect pace. They play slow. They knock you around on defense. They don't care if they don't have any three-point shooters right now because Drew Holiday is going to play pick and roll and defend the best player, the best offensive player. I, even when Chris Middleton comes back, I don't think they really have to change much. And Giannis is just a fucking freight train. Like, he is Shaq. He is what I remember Shaq to be in college, when I was in college and the Lakers were winning titles where once you got to the playoffs, you just couldn't stop him. I, I agree with you completely. So we is also rebounding well. We have made our way around the league. <laughs> I know it took in a, this we past had a, hour. We had a speed bump. We were like the Lakers. <laughs> we had a speed bump, but then we had to get make it right. And it, it well, well first you decided to call audibles and pick your own teams for a while. Like, no, 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 let's just get. Oh, this. so I was but, doing the Russell Westbrook. I'm like, oh no, 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 I'm taking. You just calling your own number. Like, no, we're, let's let's not bounce over. So we we wind up because when we do that, we always wind up missing a team. But I I think we got everybody. We these are just you know first little impressions. We. A lot of teams still need those extra 10 games to further hammer down the rotation. Some, you know, hot early. I don't think they could keep it up. Some, yeah, they Milwaukee looks like a championship team. Nobody in the West is really impressing me right now. Like, you could say, well, Phoenix is the best team out there. and But they don't look like they can knock off anybody. You could say, well, on a good night. Well, when you get night, to the playoffs, it changes. Like, that's the problem with uh Phoenix they're in the same situation Milwaukee was when they lost in the bubble and it's like okay but the difference was Milwaukee made that big stab at it where they got Drew Holiday that's why I think something might be happening when we get like a few months down the line thank because of the Cam Johnson entry uh, that's all I'm gonna say but I think there's I mean for now they look great I just don't think the way that they're situated they're gonna be able to do that um the one thing I will say I mean we there were two things that we harped on as big picture things the one I harped on, I don't think it's worth discussing again because it's starting to show again, is that I think we're just in an era of parody where the likelihood of repeat champions is extremely low. Like, I just don't think – even like in Major League Baseball, people are like, parody, parody. Well, the Houston Astros seem to be doing well every single year. Like, there's always this one team that sort of crop – that pops out in the in the long game where you're like, yeah, that team kind of like ran the show for a while. In the NBA, I don't really see one this year. Like, I don't feel good – about like picking one team to win it all yet. The one that you harped on and it's starting to show with the Lakers and the Nets and how their 2019 like big ideas are starting to kind of like fall apart. The windows of opportunity to win it all for every single one of these teams is not as long as people think they are. 
That is what I said. Yes, I have not. Yeah. Had no real follow up on that. You don't um, have a follow up on that. <laughs> well, it's to, hard to be to when you agree you with me. I try to say you were right. I try to it's say you were right. I'm not used to that. But and but like it's but it's true. It's true. Like like even the even the wolves. Really, like, yeah. You know, they got two years. No, they got one. They got one year. Like oh, the Cavs. They got three years to get it right. No, they got two. You know, like it's starting to like it's just it's just to a point where it's like this is the opportunity. The teams see the opportunity. And they're going to take it in the now, not in the later. The contracts are different because you want to ha- tie up as many good players in your team as you can. You want to try to sign extensions. But in terms of like making the pieces fit, now is the time. So I think we might see movement. It's a little early for movement. I expect once the, was it January 5th or 15th or 1st or December 15th? Yeah. yeah, once those start happening in the trades, you know, they can start flipping players again. Yeah, you'll do it because Lakers will be doing something. You will have some panic teams. I can see Miami maybe going into a panic mode if this slow muddling pace continues on their front. Um, like I mentioned, I'm already hearing from the, the New York media that they want Thibodeau gone and he's not being he's not with well, the new well, guys. Well, and the new well, guys remember, are your. Uh... Well, remember, Adam, when they get that new spending limit in the new CBA, <laughs> that's going to change everything, right? <laughs> yeah, then you get people I laughed that off when deals, I saw that. So, um, I laughed that off. I was like, yeah, really? They're going to hard cap the NBA. That's hilarious. Um, Let me ask you this one and we can finish. Uh, what was your favorite highlight so far? Singular. I'll give you two and you just cho- choose, okay? Uh, Paulo Mankero's dunk on Corey Joseph and Kevin Durant absolutely breaking Daniel Gafford's ankles on a crossover. Oh, I will go with the Harden shimmy to airball. Oh, yes. I remember that. Who was that defender that he shook off? Um, Was it White? Derek White. I, I think it was Derek White where White tried to flop and then just, man, then you do a shimmy. Like, don't be that bad at your shot. To, like, you can't do that. Like, come on, man. Yeah. And then there was this one. It was random, but it's still like. It was hilarious. Giannis just like dunked on literally the, I feel like the entire Houston deep. I think, I think literally all five people were in the paint and he dunked on them all. Well, all right. We're technically we're back. Technically <laughs> yeah. this is a new episode. I will be gone for the next back overseas for uh, the next one. So we have you're, you're a scout, you're scouting for talent. Yes, I know. We will have an international episode again coming up next, but then uh, we should be back around Thanksgiving. So until then, I am Adam Murray for Andrew Reich. Have a good one. Take care.